Hi, welcome to Escape, a travel podcast. I'm John. I'm Jess. I'm Samantha. And I'm Sean. Our job might be to plan vacations, but seeing the world is our passion. Our podcast is here to help you escape. Every episode, we will discuss our favorite destinations, hotels, tours, and so much more from around the world and right into your headphones. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to a very special edition of Escape a Travel Podcast. I am here with my co-founding members of the podcast. Hello, Sean. I like that, co-founding. Yeah, Sam, (laughs) how are you doing? Hi, good, how are you? Doing well, and Jess, how's it going? Uh, I am splendid, John, thank you for asking. (laughs) Fantastic. So, our (laughs) listeners probably already know by the title of this episode, but today is a special day for us. We've been doing this podcast for quite a while now, and today we are celebrating our 100th episode hooray congratulations guys hey go us yeah do we get a cake we made it (laughs) no but we all get to retire now (laughs) okay from the show (laughs) yeah that's so sad this is our final final episode so thank you everybody (laughs) for listening 100 and done (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) we set out out to make 100 we accomplished our goal so there's nowhere else to go from here (laughs) anywho actually we have a lot of great episode ideas coming up in the future but today what we wanted to do because we really we could only have gotten this far we wouldn't have gotten this far if it wasn't for our listeners who continue to listen and download the episodes every week no one knows why yeah we don't get it (laughs) oh i know why you all are listening on spotify on apple podcasts uh stitcher Stitcher. All of them, and uh, uh, Amazon. Echo. Oh, some people are always listening on their their um, Amazon, their Echoes or whatever. The what do they call Alexa. it? Alexa. Alexa. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, we appreciate you guys listening, and because of that, we put out a little, a couple feelers, and asking you guys to send in your listener questions, and we got several. And what we're gonna do is we're narrowing it down, and these are the ones we chose from, and we're gonna go ahead and go through them, and then answer them, and we're gonna discuss and them. And I have to say, I'm super impressed with the quality of questions that we got. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, lie. Nail, I, thought, I thought our questions would be not up to this caliber. But these are, honestly, most of these questions could have been turned into an episode. Um, that's how good they are. So yeah. you All right. guys so, did a good job. It's true. So we're going to go ahead and start with our number one fan submitted some questions. We're going to go ahead and uh, answer. I think all of his questions that he sent in were phenomenal. So we're going to go ahead. The first one we're going to answer of all of the listener questions is from Mr. Jake R. And the first question is, what is the best? cruise and cruise line for the, a first timer and then in parentheses he wanted me to make sure that we said not adults only so not virgin not virgin atlantic so family okay. family best cruise line and best cruise and cruise line so maybe like the itinerary destination but also the line oh boy i think all um, of us will say like the same too but go ahead yeah it's, i mean i'll just speak it Disney is number one, and if Disney's not in your budget, it's Royal Caribbean. Yeah. Right. Yep. Honestly, too, I might reverse those. If it's your very first cruise and you're taking children, That's I might exactly start I with Royal. <laughs> Because if you start well, with Disney, you might not like yeah. Disney sets the bar. Once really you go Disney, high. you never go back. And Royal's going to price a, probably a little bit better than a yes. Disney cruise a line. A lot will. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would also add in there, um, a waterways adventures by Disney. It's not a first time. That's a first time. First time or cruise. That's a first timer really, on a budget. <laughs> it would be a really good cruise. 
if you oh. want to st- set the bar really high, really early. Okay. But I do think, right? I do think Royal, like if you're taking older children, I think Royal Caribbean, like especially on those larger ships, they have yeah. the better like teen clubs and more for them to do, mm-hmm. I think, versus Disney Cruise Line, where they cater more to the younger children. Rock climbing, bumper cars, mm-hmm. like yeah. all the awesome water slides, dry yeah. slides, like all the things. There's so much to do on those Royal ships. The um, Oasis class and then the Quantum class. Like mm-hmm. the, I sell so much of that for people with like like 10 to 18 year olds and they have uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and next really year, fun clubs you know symphony is in the mediterranean and yeah. their mediterranean itinerary is half as much as half expensive as disney's with like a lot of the same stops right i mean symphony is a great ship and with a great itinerary <laughs> right exactly so i mean i'd rather take that extra four to five thousand dollars and turn it into excursions anyway so yeah i think either one is great and as far as like itinerary is concerned for a first timer i would probably aim for like four nights i would I say know. no yeah. no yeah. Le- no less than four nights yeah honestly because but i feel like three seven, nights you're but not, not settled. a seven night though for a first timer oh, i would four, four to five i, I think a seven is night good. for my first cruise me too i really totally do seven mm-hmm. i feel like you get the real experience if you do seven see i well i think of like a four to five night with a stop if you're on disney at castaway and if you're on royal at perfect day so you yeah. can kind of see how you feel about cruising before you commit to a whole week with kids that's fair but you don't get the full yeah. experience of the destination at that i point. think we can I agree. we can understand that it's not a three day because you barely get into your stateroom before you're i don't think three days packing to get off the ship so shouldn't be a thing i kind of yeah. lean towards jess on this and say four to five on a first time uh, i would just say to four to seven wet. oh i mean why not just do 10 what if you find <laughs> out that your kids are super seasick c- well that's the thing yeah for sure okay so we all agree disney or royal four plus nights on an itinerary see if I you think like that's it fair agreed yeah, don't do less than four yeah all right great question jakes has three really good yeah. ones what yeah. is the number one thing to do and this is also probably from the entire r family I think they probably contributed <laughs> on this. What is the number one thing to do at Universal for a newbie that's used to Disney? So say you're normally a Disney goer. Every year you go to Disney or you're an annual pass holder at Disney. What's the number one thing to do at Universal? The Wizarding Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something along the lines of like sampling your butter beers. Ooh. But I think overall just experiencing the Wizarding World and really taking that in. I mm-hmm. think it's really going to compare very nicely to anything at, at Disney in terms of of the depth level of um, theming, theming. So pa- Pandora, Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Uh, this is going to be right up there with that, and I think I think that's kind of Universal's shining star right now is the the Wizarding World area. Agree. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the new Epic Adventure. Epic Adventure is that right? Mm-hmm. The new park they're opening. Epic Universe. Tw- right? Epic Universe. Thank you. And yeah. um, in 25, the, all of the the Mario stuff that's being built out, out Hollywood. in Hollywood yeah. right now looks amazing. So cool. Have you seen the videos from Japan? Japan. Like it's actually yeah. open in yeah. Japan. It's super cool. Like the yeah. go kart stuff. Very very cool. So hopefully, honestly. Uh, Jake, we love uh, Harry Potter stuff there. I would say do at least if if someone's coming from out of town, minimum two to three days at Universal. Don't try to get less than two days because you will not see it all. Yep. You won't and even I, see all the Harry I Potter stuff. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't really like, care about Harry Potter. Even if you aren't a fan of the movies or the books, you're still going to like yeah. the land. Do you like the city of London? Because you basically <laughs> feel like you're in London. I'm not even joking. Like, it's so authentic. That's my favorite thing about Disney is when you get to certain areas, you feel like you've just left 
where you recently right. were mm-hmm. and yeah. are in a brand new area. That's what this feel is. And that's why I love it so much comparing the two. Diagon Alley is just next level. Like there's no nothing yeah. else that compares. I think personally that, you know, Galaxy's Edge is spectacular. I feel like Pandora is next level. But I think like from as far as like absolutely being immersed, I mm-hmm. think Diagon Alley beats both of those. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like because yeah. you feel like you're there. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And the temperature drops, which is the most bizarre thing because yeah. of all the brick and enclosures like you're it actually is cool are they pumping ac in there <laughs> they might question? be <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised they have a dome yeah. over it it kind of feels yeah, like they do. universal has a dome <laughs> oh my gosh all right we're gonna move on to the next question these are great questions jake all right the next one is what is the best water park for newbie between typhoon lagoon blizzard beach and volcano I bay literally volcano having bay. I was literally having this conversation with a client an hour ago, and I'm going to vote for Blizzard Beach. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no way. Oh, yes way. I disagree. <laughs> really? I disagree. You I guys like, think it's I Volcano love, Bay? I yes, love I love Blizzard Volcano Beach, Bay. But Volcano Bay is amazing. They, uh-huh. it's like I, I don't think Volcano Bay is their third gate, like they tried saying. No. It's an mm-hmm. amusement park. It's not an amusement park. It's a really awesome water park. But like the rides there are just so cool. And the thing is, it's like when we went and we did a day in Volcano Bay, and it was like in between the other park days, hands down, the most relaxing day we had on our trip. And you just tap in with the tapu tapu on the different rides you want to do. You go float around the lazy river. You go back when it's your time. Go on the rides with no weight. I loved it. Yeah, but like Blizzard Beach has all that stuff too. They have the best lazy river. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I it's think like when you're like a, I, when you're trying it's to like, like a mile long. Yeah. It does go all the When way you're trying there. to game out your time, I just think it's a little bit harder to squeeze in the water parks when you're at Walt Disney World compared to getting one extra day to hit up Volcano Bay at Universal. Just because you're you've got, you know, yeah. four parks and then two water parks compared to two parks and one water park. I would like to throw in a curveball. So there is Aquatica, which is SeaWorld's water park. They have mm-hmm hands down, the best non-lazy river because that thing is a speed demon. You, you think that's that- be- better than the one over at, at the, the, the not-so-lazy river at Volcano Bay? Oh, yeah, it's way faster. Really? Aquatica is so fast, yes. That is a good tip, though, Sam. I've yeah. never done that before, actually. It's so fun. Okay, right. Dad's telling us to move on. I know, Sean's like, guys, <laughs> he's what? over this. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, I'm going to go ahead. I like no, that, it. So, that was, I do like it, that's too, valid, Sam. Valid. So do we, it was we, worth the 30 seconds. Do we, do we have <laughs> three votes for you. Volcano <laughs> Bay and one for Blizzard yeah, Beach? Yeah, I'm going to go Blizzard <laughs> yeah, Beach on so. this one. And poor Typhoon Lagoon gets no love. All right. Not for a first-timer. That's fair. All right, next question is from Zach B. Thank you for submitting your question. What meal at Disney World is the best overall experience combining both the quality of food and the Disney experience? Some of our favorite food comes from restaurants that don't have as much Disney character to them, like Frontera Cucina, and some of the best experience have less exciting food, like Chef Mickey's. I have two. All right, so what are your what are your favorites? I'm overall? not going to do both of them. I bet they're the same. What are the two best? <laughs> You're the, no, they're not. Well-rounded Disney ones. Like well-rounded Disney restaurants. Well, I'll let Sam go first because she no doubt has one of mine. <laughs> well, my first one is going to be Topolino's Terrace. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's one really? of Really? For yeah. breakfast? For breakfast. Yeah. 
Yeah, because of the, the because they have the best character interaction, and they have the best breakfast, best breakfast food. Yeah. So yeah. you so this is like one of those instances where the food and characters combine, and the atmosphere. Right? It's literally the best food with the best character interaction. Yeah, but I think you can have a, a still high Disney vibe without actual characters. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I think itself. I think that's what he's saying. I think he's more or less saying he's you saying know, most yeah. people think character meals, and you're probably going to have a downgraded food right. experience. Right. Character meals with subpar food or a great meal and no characters. Yeah. So this is so hard. That's why, yeah. Where'd it go, Zach? That's one of my two. I think for sure Topolino's for breakfast has to yeah, be on fair. that list. I don't know because I either really like uh, restaurants for the food or really like them for like the experience. I feel like, I like at Disney they're everything. very separate. I have two more if you if you guys don't have Hit us. any. Go ahead. Um, Space 220. Again. That was, yes. that was my list. Yes. That was my list. Except, it's except cool my John, John yes. had a long, long experience and we, there. And we did too. Don't get me wrong. Like Sam and I, both times we've been there. It Over is an hour long. and a half? Oh, yeah. Three two, hours two, one two day. Two to three hours yeah. one time. But you guys like doing that sort of thing. Not three uh, hours. Whereas, no, three hours no. is too long. Okay. Two is pretty That's much That's good to know. That, see, okay. ours was close to two hours. And I just my, my issue was, I think if it was just the adults, it would have been fine. But like they brought yeah. the kids meal. And we've talked about this before on the show. I'll be yeah. brief. They brought the kids meals out with our appetizers, which is awesome. But then our meals didn't come for like 30 minutes after right. that. Yeah, and the kids just yeah, sat that's there. That's a long time. So food and atmosphere, that's one of the places where the food lives up to the atmosphere and the hype. Yeah, and the then, food is good. I'll give them that. My third one would be Boma. So if you yeah. don't want characters yes. and you don't want to wait forever and you want a good solid hour long meal that is but with different. Experience. And, like the environment is cool. Yes, too. a good environment. You can go see the animals. The food quality is amazing. You're not going to be there forever. And it's different from most of the meals you would get at home. It's not stuff you'd make yourself for dinner. Yeah. So, and I, so I know good. I know this family. I know that they know and love Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'm actually interested to know if they've uh, hopped over and done Boma. Uh, Chico's amazing, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's not what we're talking about. I know. But <laughs> he just said Animal yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, because, so. because I could also be like, oh, yeah, but so is Citrico's or so is Narcusi's, you know, or California Grill. I think some people would argue California Grill because of the location. Sure. And I the think that's fair. The reason why I give Boma and Chico a slight edge is because you're not going to go out at home and eat South African food most of the time. Like yeah. I can go yeah. and get a great steak in Boston. I can't get like Boma style food going out to dinner. So that's fair. You know. All right. Good answers. Anyone else want to add anything? No. Um, One Sean. of my favorites is Kona Cafe. I don't care what oh. anyone says. I love that place. Yeah, it's good food. It's a, it's got a good Asian inspired menu. It's good. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the train with characters. One that I think actually is a very good character experience, but also the food is maybe a bit higher up is Tusker House. We've always had a really good experience at the buffet and the characters there. A lot of different kinds of food. I think probably more in that, you know, Boma vibe where they have things that you're not going to get elsewhere. So I'm trying to convince clients that they don't need Chef Mickey's because we have a Tusker breakfast and I've been yeah. unsuccessful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They don't need it. I mean, I know. I. <laughs> I know, guys, preaching the choir. Here. Who are they not getting? <laughs> Goofy? Is that the person that, or Donald? Who's mm. not, who's, no. no, Donald's at Tusker. No, Donald's, Donald's like the, the star. John, it's one of these people who have friends who insist they must go to Chef oh. Mickey's. I think <laughs> it might be Minnie. Minnie isn't there. But you have Tusker. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Tusker is better. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's move Fair. move along. Fair Dad says. Although I did have one question though. Frontera Cucina. That is is that that's the Mexican or the that's Italian? Rick that's Rick That's Rick Bayless. Yeah. And it's, he's right. That's it. Especially Mexican? when. When yeah, dining plans yeah. were a thing and you could get an alcoholic beverage, you could make out mm, really margaritas. well in yeah. that place. That margarita with an appetizer and an entree, yeah, you, it was a single credit. And, and it's you a could good really... location in Disney yeah. Springs, too, yeah. right in the middle. Right on the water right there. I had lunch that's there when I was there last. And it was like, no one, way, walk up. Yeah, that's one where you could seriously make a profit on your, on your credit at that <laughs> one. Their margaritas are really good. I got a spicy, oh, yeah. a spicy margarita if there. If I'm doing atmosphere, I'm not going to Disney Serrano Springs. forward. I'm with you too. Very Serrano, but not not Serrano <laughs> forward like Unico. Oh my god, like in Mexico. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Let's okay. go to another question. All right. Stephanie L. asks, is there a Disney special event that is 100% worth the cost or one that is not worth it? Okay. I've, I've got thoughts on this. I got lots of thoughts on this. Yeah. Especially with their, go first? the double price, the, the doubling of the prices. Oh, I have one. Which one's you worth have... it? Uh, oh, okay. the... oh, I can tell you what's not worth it. Oh, you go first. You go first. What's, let's do what's worth it first. Let's start okay. off with a high note. Fireworks cruises. Worth it. Okay. Yeah. Harmoni- okay. That harmonious cruise is the best thing I've ever done extra in Disney, hands down. Wow. The private one. Yep. Okay. That it's was insane. awesome. What are that? You okay saying what that price yeah, it was at like, for you? What was it? Like 400, 450? Yeah. Was, yeah. How we many How many it. were included on that? Uh, 12. I think they could take 12. Yeah. 10 or 12. Really I think it's 10. Yeah. 1 to That's 10. That's a fantastic 10. price. I think it was yeah. 10. So you, it's not 800. It's only, it's only 400. 4, 4 mm-hmm. yeah. If you get 10 people on that, that is right. a deal. Well, we split it, first of all. And yeah. even if you had two families, because yeah, they take bucks, you out, yeah. they have snacks and drinks. You can bring alcohol on board. Like, you could, yeah. like, BYOB and, like, <laughs> so that is 100% worth it. That yeah. sounds like it. Can I add my two cents to this? Of and course. this is going to yeah. go in the opposite direction. Let's talk uh, the current pricing for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Oh, are we? Mo- hold on. Before we do that, I just wanted to add to the the boat stuff real quick. Okay. Okay. I think that's first of all excellent price and excellent like thing. Like I think mm-hmm. it's one of the best values out there, Jess. I think that's a great thing to bring up. The other thing I think is fun, but they haven't brought it back yet, and I don't know what the price. I is can't the imagine. Grand one. No, is the one for um. Dang it, now no, that one is I think overpriced because you don't. Act- What's so cool about the Epcot one is you enter into Epcot and you're right there on the water. It's not like yep. you're in Seven Seas Lagoon outside the park. Yep. You're surrounded by fireworks. So that's cool. But I think that the one. Amazing. I think the um uh the one that Jack did when he was really really little. The one with Peter Pan and Captain Hook and Smee, the pirate. Oh yeah, cruise. the pirate cruise. Yeah, but back then it was really affordable. It was like sixty bucks or something like that. Now they oh, haven't yeah? brought it back. I'm sure it's going to be like one hundred and eighty-five dollars. Who knows? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. That segues into what I was going to say. New pricing is a little bit uh, salty. Stu- I would say stupid. So That's let's so let's say that you're a family of four or five, and you're wanting to do one of these Halloween parties. That's gonna set you back eight hundred, maybe, depending on the night. Maybe that's a thousand. the high end. That's, that's the high end. So yeah, let's say you're going was, on Halloween. Do they start at one oh five? Yeah, but 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 so does yeah. Express Pass. It starts at ninety nine. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, well, my thoughts Tuesdays on this in August. <laughs> exactly. Here, my my thoughts on this, and uh, this is kind of branching off of the question. But if you're spending a thousand dollars on a small limited time event. What more could you do with that money? Like, could you extend your stay by a day? Okay. Could you do a park hopper? Could you add a, a day of tickets? Could you upgrade your hotel? So like, I have, 
I'm not sure the I'm, value right now is there. I'm going to play That's devil's advocate. And I, I actually believe this. So it's actually not devil's advocate. This is my opinion that disagrees with Sean. But <laughs> last year, if you were going to... What was the Christmas party? Boobash? Oh, no, oh, the whatever the Christmas oh. party. If you were going to the Christmas party for three hours, you were paying $229 in December. Which is absurd. Okay. Per person. So per person, right. That mm-hmm. I agree for three hours is not worth it. Mm-mm. But right. if this year the party goes from officially seven to 12, but they allow for early entry at, let's say, four, even five. Which they didn't do last year. Which they didn't and do last year. And it is four. It said 4 and, p.m. Okay, so now you have from four to midnight, a day that you don't technically need tickets. You have the parades back. You have the fireworks back. You have a traditional party back. You don't have to get park tickets for that day. You can do a pool day, and then you can go to the party at night for $400. Let's say it's on the low end. Even if it's $150, you're spending $600 for your family. You're getting the parades. You're getting the trick-or-treating. You're getting all the character meet and greet. You're getting low-ride wait times. Are you, though? That's my question. Yeah. Do you remember in 2019 how overcrowded the Christmas parties got? We went to we I went do. to a party there. in twenty nine. We went to a Halloween party in twenty nineteen, and we had a great time. When we did, did you not go? Wait. What what time? Uh, we did in October. Wh- when was Sam? Was that? It tw- was it was mid October, wasn't it? Yeah. Because like I remember everybody complaining about to see the seven dwarves. They waited mm-hmm. like three hours. Okay, to see seven well, dwarves. you're yeah. just you're wasting your time, in, in my opinion. Well, but, but that's it, part but of the party that you're talking about is worth it. Yeah. So I I went to that twenty nineteen Christmas party. And I got three chocolate chip cookies and a photo with the seven dwarves. That and, and the grin of the parade was great. But for my family of three, this is pre-COVID pricing. And even then it was like, hmm. See, I was think, it worth it? And yeah. now they've jacked prices up. So that's where my that's where my thought process is. What more could you do? I'm not saying use that money elsewhere, not on vacation. I'm saying what could you get for that money to enhance the rest of your stay? So if you're not staying deluxe. And if they do not jam-pack these parties, that's Mm -hmm. obviously a big if. I'm assuming that it's a party where you can actually wait less than 30 minutes for everything but Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. That'd be nice. So you don't have to, you know, that's a day where you don't need Genie. That's like, you know, from four to midnight is a decent chunk of time. If characters aren't your thing, don't get in line for 45 minutes to see a character. Yeah, but- Ride rides, you know, do the dance party, go trick-or-treating, like- And maybe that would be better. Like, we did- It's uh, a different atmosphere, though, too. It's a totally different atmosphere, I think. It is. The party is- Sure. Versus a normal day. Mm -hmm. It's more fun. (laughs) We did deluxe after hours for spring break, and it's because it was spring break, and they had extended the hours super late, but we shut the park down until 1 a.m. And at 12.45, Seven Dwarves was still posted as 50 minutes, five zero minutes at 12.45. So piggybacking, John, if you were to bump your stay up to a deluxe resort and get those extra magic hours, I think you can really make the most of your time. Now, I mean, I don't want to take away from the parties I because I know, it, I know it's a fun experience, but the price point has to justify it. And I don't know what they're doing right now and how it's all going to shake out. I just want to put something in perspective. Uh-huh. Say, say you're going on the $200 per person night. How much would it cost you to go eat at V&A's per person? 
couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I would rather eat at VNAs than go to a, uh, the party. Yeah, personally, but you, but you can't take your kids there. I well, know. and good. So good. I know we're talking about the parties, but let's talk about the dessert parties too, though, because that's that's where the pricing, next thing we need to talk about. Yeah, they're pricing just as much as a party, pretty much. Like a hundred yeah. bucks. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I paid um one ten yeah, for the like after that. enchantment dessert party, and it's not worth mm-hmm. it. And that's not even the no, treat and seats where you can sit down no. for the fireworks. It's a hundred percent not <laughs> worth it. I was disappointed. I used to say it was always worth it until they brought it back after COVID, and I was highly disappointed. Yeah. So that, that, I guess that's where my question is: like, we need to see what these new parties are like after COVID, and now that they have a different price point attached to them to say like a hundred percent this one is worth it or this one's not so worth it. So I think we're going to end up doing one in August, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The plan is to do one while we're down there. All right. I can't wait to hear all about it. We'll actually review it in an August show because we're just joking. There will not be. This is not our last show. We will have more. <laughs> and we'll I, talk about it. When I we would come hope back. that by this point, people are not taking me seriously. <laughs> I haven't for a long time. I know, John. So. I love you. So. All right. Here we go. Next up, Sky submitted a really good question. How many nights should you stay in Hawaii? One island only if traveling from the East Coast to really get the most out of it. I know. You should move there and never go home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Oh, my gosh. Every Yeah. Oh. Never go. Never. Home. Every stay. time we talk about it, Sebby's like, "Well, if we go back, we may not c- return home." I know. Like, I-, I agree. Oh, yeah, and we're, but you go- are- we're going back in February, and we're island hopping that trip. I think you, you want have my real to, answer. Like for one island yeah, only. Real answer. I have an idea. Go ahead. For one island only. East Coast I would flight. S- East Coast mm-hmm. flight. I would still do an absolute minimum of seven nights. That's exactly what I was okay. going to say. Mm-hmm. Seven to nine nights is what you need because your body is yeah. going to be adjusting to the new time for the first two days. I prefer 10 days and I prefer to hop and save a week for the islands that I like the best. But I also like to split my flights up so that I'm spending a night on the West Coast mm-hmm. first and then Get doing like bit of that. two six hour flights. Yeah. So if you stay 10 days, you have two days on either end for a full two week vacation. Yeah, it's not really realistic for everybody to have two full weeks off, though. No, definitely not. We're not European. We're asking in an <laughs> ideal world. Although shout out to our European listeners, because uh, based on statistics, you a listen. Lot of those. So I was I'm a person with vacation time at my job and I every other year. I, I would do no I don't want everyone to think that I can just travel whenever I want I do have vacation time and um, I would plan for two weeks off when we went to Hawaii every year every other year it's but possible I think it's to- I think you should the mental thing you should do is take nine days off to do Hawaii if you can take a week of work off and then the shoulder weekends mm-hmm. that is the best use of your one week of vacation time to go to Hawaii yeah because yep. keep in Concur. mind that flight home you're Ugh. either gonna have a red eye or going Going overnight, or you're going mm-hmm. to land at 7 a.m. or 3 p.m., but you've left at 11 p.m. Hawaii time. So, all right, second to last question we've got from Sarah J. What's the outlook on Disney travel next year, 2023? Crowds, best bets on timing. Um, the entire year is going to be crowded. That's the answer. <laughs> Based on this that's, year, that's, that's, why I, that's why I laughed. I'm sorry. I'm not making um, fun of the question. There'll be random Tuesday in September and January that are good. Mm-hmm. And- oh, wait. And, but also- And that she one said day Dis- in April. She said Disney. She didn't specify. Disneyland? I got a hot, I got a hot tip. 
Okay. Like a hot tip. Sean's oh been to Disneyland once and all of a sudden. I'm a believer, y'all. I'm a believer. Yeah, that's great, um, Shrek, but um, I think she wants to know about worlds. I'm a guessing. You think that's where she's going? With yeah, I feel like that's where she's going. All right, but Sarah Jean, you know what I'm talking about. Think about Disneyland. Oh my there it gosh. is. Here we but are. let's go back to Disney okay, World. They so are, everybody's correct. January. Crowds are going to be nutty. January and September are still going to be your best. Oh, but and January was so bad this year. No, February I, was worse. Oh, than February was the worst. I was there in I February. I love early November, early December, and after the holidays in January. Those are my. We we usually yeah, do early December. It's not good anymore. You got Pop Jersey Warner. Week and Pop Warner first yeah, week in November. Stop inviting those people. For real, right? Yeah, All September right. really because kids are back in school. So okay, here's my hot tip on this one. You ready, Sean? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Get a time machine. <laughs> go back go back to fall of 2020 and live your best disney life oh no <laughs> with the mask when we gone, were no, there no. in august of 2020 in the, in, the, in the fall when it's cool out august in, in a august, mask September? in disney no. i almost died no <laughs> we did november out. it was so oh. hot john we went during so hot i, I wouldn't I mean, that's go, why I we did a lot September. of pool time because yeah, it was really no, hard to breathe like, we did November. Think over about the election. August in Disney is a hundred percent humidity. Yeah, when we yeah. went though, it was I was wearing a hoodie in the morning. It was so nice. Yeah. So this in, is a hard. This is November. a hard question. Oh, November. it's a hard question because things are so unpredictable right now. Except for the one prediction we can make, and that it's going to be hot in Florida and it's going to be crowded. Yes. Yeah. No matter what. And that's not stopping anybody from going right now. It's but, not. But just know, like, I'd rather you all have reasonable expectations yeah. that, you know, if the last time you were in Disney was like 2016, everything is different. Yeah. Literally. Sure. It's like COVID happened. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to move on. Okay. Two more questions. Uh, this one right here is a trolling question. And we're just going to read the question because these people are trolls. <laughs> John K asks, which stroller is the best stroller for Walt Disney World? And he already knows my answers is if your child is five or older, you don't need a stroller. Next question. <laughs> Wait, I swear, can we be if real? I see another, if I okay, see another I 12 year old in a stroller, I will lose it. Okay. Yeah, can we not be real? Yeah. And just move no, on. But let's be real for one second. Like think about folding up your stroller. Like Sam and I were talking ahead of time. Umbrella strollers are great. And renting a stroller. I like a double Bob or a double uh, mini GT. City yeah. mini are good. That's fair. Yeah. All right. I wouldn't do a double Some bob. people who are not trolling might actually have heard the question and thought, oh, yeah, that's a great question. Should I bring my stroller from home or should I rent one? All right. Here we go. <laughs> the for real last question. Here we go. Ma- uh, Matthew B. asks, what to take with kids to Disney and what to leave behind? Leave behind the stroller if they're old enough to walk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Take the stroller. Take the stroller. <laughs> All right. Use no. it as a backpack. Obviously, things you want to bring. We'll go quick here. Things you want to bring: sunscreen, snacks. Sunscreen. I always bring snacks for the morning. Snacks. Yeah. Uh, my kids Wipes. are super particular. Wipes. Wipes. Hand, hand sanitizer. Extra um, socks. Yeah. Extra socks. A change of clothes if they're little. Yeah. And I would say I would still, even if I was going now, I would still pack a mask. I would too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially if your kids are like my kids, where like I have one that will only wear disposable and one will that will not touch a disposable one so they have their preferences and i'm gonna yeah. have what they want on hand exactly okay one last that i would say is and i never live by this but i have been caught in a freak downpour at disney mm, and poncho. thankfully by the good graces of the people standing next to me who had an extra poncho they gifted it to me granted i was already drenched 
but it was a nice thought. Um, See, I love yeah. going to Disney and buying a poncho that I won't use every single time. I know, it's kind of so, like a rite of passage. No, but I mean, I think you buy one later. Buy one in advance, and it stops raining before you get there, just so you have it. Throw it in your backpack. Mm-hmm. If it's um, good, if it's scheduled to rain though that day, you know what I always do is we typically we're wearing dry fit shorts every day, anyways, and then I pack all of our rain jackets. Like that seems to do it fine. The only problem is your shoes, but your shoes they're are going to get not wet as, anyways. They're not as packable as a lightweight mine classic folds, poncho. That's fair, but mine folds up into like, you know, maybe like a eight inch by three inch. Yeah. Or so either way, pouch. you want you want to have some sort of protection when yeah. it you know pours on you. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's good. All right. Well, on that note, after that great last question, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. But before we do that, to celebrate our 100th episode, we are going to be giving away $100. Ponchos. <laughs> 100 ponchos. <laughs> we're going to be giving away a $100 oh Visa gift card so you can spend it to go to Disney World, to go to Hawaii, a cruise, anywhere you want to go, or even if you just want to pay for groceries or gas, we totally get it. If you so want to fill gonna... up half your tank. All right. There, there it is. <laughs> All right. Put it towards your new EV. All right. So, uh, Sean, without further ado, do you want to go ahead? So everybody who submitted a question, whether we read it or not on the air or like on the podcast, we're going to go ahead and pull a name. Let's see what happens. Yep. Go ahead, Sean. All right. I'm shuffling a little bit here. And well, I can hear the paper ruffle. Can you hear this it? Is so yeah. old school. And I'm not even I'm not even looking. So the person, John Kidd. Oh, no, he did not. He did. With his troll question. Stroller question. <laughs> I love it. I was rooting for him. <laughs> the stroller troll question. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations, John. Awesome. We did a That's great amazing. job. <laughs> God, this is so funny. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode. First and foremost, I would like to thank all of our listeners who have stuck with us and continue to listen and, and download episodes every week. It's been a, a lot of fun this last 100 episodes. I'd like to thank my fellow podcasters. I love doing this with you guys every week. And um, just thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, the way other people are going to find us are these stupid algorithms where you have to like and subscribe and give us a good review. If you're on Apple Podcasts or on smash Spotify. Smash that like button, guys. Smash it <laughs> download stitcher if you can give us a five star review please do so as it'll help other people just like you find the show lastly if you'd like to join in on the conversation or for your chance to win a hundred dollar visa gift card on our next giveaway year and a half (laughs) yeah i know and another hundred episodes you can do so by heading over to facebook and doing a search for escape a travel podcast and joining our podcast community again thank you so much for listening we hope you have a wonderful night bye-bye trolls get paid